Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Patriot Speed is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Hey everybody, happy Friday, a Friday afternoon edition of the Patriot Speed podcast to ease you into your lovely weekends. It's nice and hot. I'm in a short sleeve shirt for the first time in a while. I'm using a sweatshirt here. It's hot in here, but uh, we're back. Patriots beat. Uh, I am Mike Cadlick. I am joined by Alex Barth, and uh, we are here to react to the Patriots schedule. Um, much like everything on the NFL calendar, they milk it out, and the same goes for the schedule release. And so that happened last night. NFL teams' social medias went rogue. Uh, we got some Tom Brady appearances. We got some Tom Brady news. Uh, from the Patriots. So 12 is coming home, which is super exciting. Uh, so we're going to sit here for the next 45 minutes to an hour, maybe a little over, depending on how it goes. We're going to react to every single game in order on the Patriots schedule. Before we get started, I want to tell you that this show is powered by FanDuel Sportsbook. So make sure, uh, if you haven't signed up already, to do so and do it at FanDuel.com slash Boston. Uh, get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets uh, should your first bet lose. So Make a bet up to a thousand bucks. If it loses, boom, thousand dollars or whatever you bet back in bonus bets. So, no sweat, go do it. Fanduel.com slash Boston. So, uh, that is that. And Alex, like I said, the Patriots schedule is complete. All eighteen weeks in order. Uh, they're going to open it with the Eagle. Well, actually, before we start with Game One, uh, what do you think about Tom Brady coming back? And what did you think about uh, their schedule release video as a whole with the retirement house? I loved it. So many nuggets, but. I want to get your take on on Brady and, and the like. Yeah, they did a great job of the schedule release video. Um, and you know, shout out to the the Patriots media team oh, down yeah. there who I've I've gotten a chance to work with a little bit just with with the stuff I do with them. Catch twenty two and just right. incredibly incredibly talented group. Um, and I thought they kind of flexed that a little bit. You know, uh, oh, yeah. to get all the players they did. The best part, you know, you go back and you watch it. It's one of those things. Every time you watch it, you pick up a little nugget that maybe you didn't yeah. see the time before whether it's 28-3 or, or, you know, a reference to another player or something like that. Very well done, complete job by them. They got Brady in it too, which is massive. Uh, I don't think he was there the way it's edited. I think he kind of filmed it on his own, but he's in it. There's a video, Alex. If you look at uh, Alex from Patriots.com, if you look at her yeah. Twitter, there's a video of them shooting it, and it's Deuce, Mike Deuce. It's Mike Deuce. From, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like a there's a behind the scenes footage of it, and Dev opens the opens the door, and it's Deuce standing there. So uh, yeah, unfortunately, he wasn't on site, but it was good to get him involved. Obviously. Yeah. So I, you know, and the fact he's coming back is excellent. I, I said this yeah. when he left. It's not so much that it was going to bother me to see him play in another uniform. Specifically, I mean, the Buccaneers or whatever. You know, they have yeah. no history with the Patriots. Let me rephrase that. It was going to bother me if the Buccaneers kept their alarm clock uniforms because those things were an affront yeah. to humanity. <laughs> yeah. But I actually love the Bucs current in, like, early 2000s jerseys. We never got to see him in the creams. It was a bummer. But no, that's never what was going to bother me. It was the whole thing where Peyton Manning is now, like, more of a Bronco than he is a Colt. And that always hit me wrong because he's a Colt. Like, that's yeah. his legacy. And I didn't want Brady to leave the Patriots behind. So the fact he's coming back for this, he's doing the video, right? I know there was a report this morning that he might become a minority owner in the Raiders. Yeah. 
it still seems like he's going to be around to an extent, right? And yeah. that's all you can ask for, so it's good. Yeah, I, I heard about that that Raiders thing through the grapevine a few weeks ago, and I didn't know what to make of it. But again, I guess that that's surfacing a little bit more. Well, but remember, the other... he's already a minority owner in the WNBA team there, so I, I think right. he's just tied in with that. Yeah, because that's Mark Davis, too, who owns yeah. them. So uh, The other thing, as far as Brady goes with the video, and this might be me digging something out of making something out of nothing, but, you know, the whole uh, will he retire a Patriot ordeal, right? And I guess I feel like that ship has kind of sailed because he's done and he knows he's done. But right. in the video, it's the Patriots retirement house. And the last thing, Dev opens the door and Brady says, room for one more, making it sound like maybe he's going to retire as a Patriot. Again, I don't know. There's really no difference because he doesn't technically retire well, a Patriot. He, he showed up to the Patriots retirement house. That's what Isn't I'm that saying. him retiring like, as a Patriot, right? Yeah. Maybe, again, maybe that's maybe that's a little nugget that uh, that only I picked up. But yeah, maybe he retires as a Patriot. We'll see. Um, you know what? I'm if looking, that's as close as we get is him retiring as a Patriot. I'll take it. Given everything that's happened, I'll take it. That's enough for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, uh, Quickly want to pull this up from the chat. As we're talking about the video, what do you think of Edelman not being in it? So he, when I tweeted the video, I said Edelman was there because I thought there was a, so when McCordy, um, clearly we're obsessed with this video, but yeah, when McCordy got the text from Jules in the video, it then pans to the couch and there's a guy in, in a beard with like the week 11 magazine on him. I thought that was Jules. It's so very clear. Yeah, it's not, but. But it looked like him for a second and I was too quick on, too quick to tweet it out. But yeah, Edelman said that he didn't even get a call on it on Twitter today. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I think he was joking about that. Yeah, me too. Um, so just knowing, you know, the different people involved in that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure outside of Brady, who obviously filmed his separately. Right. Everybody in that still lives locally. Right. More or less. Right. Pete Brock. I think he actually just stepped down as the head of the alumni association, but he's involved with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the two linemen that are in it and I, it's Copenhagen and Druzy, right? Both yeah. um, live locally. Obviously we know Zoe Tippett's does. Local too. Right. Tippett lives in, uh, at one point lived in Sharon. I know he's still local. Um, yeah. So Edelman's not, you know, he's between right. New York and California. So my guess would be that the schedule just didn't line up, yeah. which I, I um, I doubt they went at it and we were like, we don't want Edelman in it. The big yeah, surprise right. is if Brady did it, I'm surprised they couldn't get something from Gronk too. I know. Since Brady was in it. That was more the one that I, I questioned. Edelman's, he's a very busy guy. That dude is crushing retirement. I, oh, yeah. I can imagine uh, him having a kind of tight schedule. Gronk, yeah, come on, sure. man. You submit a video like Brady did. Get up here. I know. They had a secret, what was it, Gronk's secret stuff? Like the, like the, uh the hell's that movie with mj why can't i think of the name uh space jam with the yeah 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 duh. um yeah they had gronk secret stuff in the fridge but they did a great job with their with their marketing allegiance too there was you know forever new england beers and yeah duncan all over the place and pepsi it was duncan dom steak tips made it in shout oh, out yeah. to dom's big yeah fan. they did shout so. out to dom's now, if you haven't checked out the video, it was really good. It was one of the better ones I saw. Yeah. I, sometimes the schedule release stuff, look, it's funny. Sometimes it's corny. Uh, the Patriots was awesome. The Titans TikTok video when they were asking people the logos oh was God. dynamite too. That Go, was I might have to start a Boston Bobcats podcast. Yeah, yeah, that was so that, funny. That wasn't that even was still. Awesome. Here's the thing. That's not even their schedule release video. They did another one. I watched like 30 seconds of it. Yeah. And it was bored. They just did that as like a separate thing. Yeah, right. No, that but was it, that was good oh, stuff. So good. Um, yeah. 
I want to pull up this one other comment before we get yeah. into it. It's not schedule related, but we're going to get this question all day. I've been getting this question a lot the last couple of weeks. Yeah, same. Um, no info on rookie minicamp. The Patriots have zero access for rookie minicamp. Zero. We do not get to go. Mm-hmm. We do not get to talk to the players. And like, I don't even think I found out it was this weekend because I get I'm getting tweets about it. Yeah, I didn't right. even know it was this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't get to see them until I think it's what May twenty fifth, twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. So there's three OTA practices. We'll get access to one of them, whatever yep. it is. Uh, twenty three. I think it's Thursday. 25. Thursday okay. the twenty fifth. I think is the um, one we get that weekend. Okay, but that that'll be the first time we see them. So no, we won't have anything from a rookie minicamp. We it's not one. It's not even like you know minicamp. There's no fans, but we go. Yeah. And then we talk about it after this isn't even that, or like we can let you guys in. It's a closed event, but the media is there. This is, we are not there at all. So right. it's today. It's the next couple of days. Great. It sounds like they invited some lacrosse player. That was the news yeah. today from Doug Kide. So that's fun, but I'm not going to sit here and talk about something. I didn't watch Mike. I don't think you want to either. Frankly, no. I don't think people are interested. So the only consider- thing we'll get, the only thing we'll get is the Patriots.com photos from it, maybe. I remember last year they posted yeah, they, photos from the field, but, like, that's it. Right. So, consider that. Yeah. Uh, consider this our, our Patriots rookie minicamp coverage. That's it. Yep. They're there. Uh, they signed a they signed a new guy, and uh, that's pretty much it. And Chad Ryland signed yesterday throughout the uh, – Yeah, they're, uh, like, halfway done, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, that's that. So, that's where we are at. That's rookie minicamp. That's all we really have on it. Um. But I guess we can just go, Alex, if if it's cool with you, we'll go game by game and sort of talk about uh, what the deal is for each of them. And it starts with, again, there was some mixed reporting yesterday. It was thought to, that the Patriots would be on the road at first and open up against Miami on Sunday night. But uh, week one is versus the Super Bowl champion runner-up Philadelphia Eagles. Week one at Gillette Stadium, 425 kickoff. And it is the thank you, Tom, game, uh, as dubbed by the New England Patriots themselves. So Brady's going to be in the building. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, uh, they lose uh, Jonathan Gannon as well as Shane Steichen. They are two coordinators, so it's going to be their first test with new guys uh, commanding both sides of the football. Obviously, Jalen Hurts got paid this year. Um, I can't think off the top of my head what – I mean, the Eagles, as far as the draft, I mean, they've they've knocked it out of the park as far as putting together the Georgia guys on their the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, offense was solid last year. I'm sure they'll remain solid, but, uh, thoughts on the Eagles coming to town week one and having to honor Tom Brady against the defending, uh, NFC champions. It's a tough matchup, but not just because yeah. the Eagles are a good team. I mean, stylistically between the Eagles edge rushers and the Patriots biggest weakness offensively, which is their tackles yeah. that read option RPO offense, the Eagles run around, like we don't know what it's going to look like. Right. But you'd right. imagine they're not going to change much. Defending that kind of offense, you know, we're going to Christian Gonzalez. I don't know if he's going to be on AJ Brown or Devonta Smith. Either way, he gets that's quite the first test immediately, yeah, right? He's going to get thrown in, you know, feet uh, head first. So I know it's the Brady game. We're going to enjoy that ceremony. Hopefully, they're not down big when Brady's yeah. out there giving his speech, right? So I, you I know, know, we'll see. Tough, tough draw. I will also say Brady's not the only one returning in Week One. Don't forget. Yes. Matt Patricia, senior defensive assistant for the Eagles. So to thank you, Matt Patricia, there as well. Yes, the Matt Patricia game, as I will be referring to it that week. Yes. Uh, at who was the one I did? Nikhil Harry. Oh yeah, the Nikhil Harry game with the Bears. Yeah, and he caught Monday a first night. down. And, and he caught a first us. down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Again, I, I don't know if you want to do. 
look, I'm I do it way too early, wins and losses. Do you? I don't know if you want to go that route, but I think the Patriots lose Week One. Do you want to leave it up for grabs, or what do you think? Wins, win, loss. I think it's a tough game. I'll say this: people are going to get hurt. There's going to be surprise roster moves. Uh, yeah. I, I I I know I'm a sports radio guy, and that's like the sports radio thing right. to go through: win, loss, win, loss, win, I, loss, win. Yeah. Yeah, win. Well, that's a win. That's a loss. That's yeah. a loss. That's a win. You know, I'm gonna call them all ties. I'm just gonna pro- project them to go 0 and 17. Perfect. Well, I'm gonna say tie. All right. Well, Eagles is a tough one. That's week one. Brady game uh, of the like, so that'll be good. So week two comes around, um, and it's the Dolphins. Week two, Tua or Mike White. Um, Yes, two are going to make it to week two? Yeah, I know. Seriously. Mike McDaniel and co. Uh, if Tua is here, the Patriots have never beat Tua Sagavailoa. Bill Belichick is 0-5 against Tua. Take that with a grain of salt. Obviously, there's a ton of other factors involved. It's not just Tua necessarily shredding them every time. But having said that, like last year, it was uh, Skylar Thompson. Where do you go? Kansas State, right? Do I have that right? Skylar Thompson, Thompson, Kansas Kansas State, State, yeah. Yeah, and so, um, but no, Bill Belichick has never beat Tua. Um, They come here Sunday night football week two. Patriots getting some prime time early, kind of surprising. But I guess get it out of the way early if they're going to give them one. Again, depending on how you think this Patriots season will go. But September 17th at home versus the Dolphins. They started out with two home games. Uh, What do you make of that matchup? You know, I, I... Well, they have that that other corner now, that big press corner that they haven't had that's kind of killed them in these matchups. Yeah. It's also going to be an early test for Jalen Ramsey, right? How does he look with the Dolphins? I right. This, so the Eagles are a tough game right away, right? Mm-hmm. They've got tough. Yeah. Uh, the, the beginning of their schedule is brutal. The beginning and yeah. the end, it's kind of the soft spots in the middle there, weeks like nine through 12, 9, 11, 9, 12. That's been the same thing, sorry, the last two years, right? Remember when? No, it, not like this. Yeah, last year they had a couple of hard. No, because last year they they opened against Miami and then Pittsburgh. The hard, it was got hard in like October. It wasn't eight weeks. It was like four tough weeks yeah, early. It wasn't eight. But I just mean like the middle of their season, they they were able to, you know, put together a few wins. Like the Max middle rookie of the year. season. Max rookie year, two years ago. They were, I'm pretty sure, yeah. in first place in the AFC, like at the beginning of December. And then it all crumbled from there. The middle of the season has been the the easier part of their schedule, but you know how you qualify middle the last couple of years, it's been five weeks, six weeks. Right now it's like three weeks. Yeah. So that's what changes. But you know, you got the Eagles early, you got Dallas early. Um I it's it's kind of a must-win game in week two in the division. And I think they got the Jets, right? In week yeah. three. So week three is the Jets. You gotta find On a way road. to come out. Two and two, you got to start picking up some divisional wins. Um, I, 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 you know, at home, prime time against a divisional opponent, I think that's as must win as a week two game gets. Yeah, I agree. And it's a good point you bring up too about the corner situation because, you know, when they've played Tua, or not Tua, the, the Dolphins and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they tend to, you know, instead of putting their typical number one corner like Jalen Mills on Tyreek Hill, they switch it up, put John Jones on him. It'll be interesting to see what they do now. Um, with, you know, with Waddle, with Hill, um, you have, again, you have more depth in the, the, the defensive backfield now, which is huge. And I think where they put Christian Gonzalez on in that scheme is going to be interesting because how does he scheme up against two guys in Hill and Waddle who kind of play similarly? Um, and then, I mean, who's Miami's third wide receiver, like Cedric, Cedric Wilson or something like they don't really have a, a huge third guy, do they? No, not really. 
Yeah, and so nothing I can uh, think of. Yeah, that it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, obviously, versatility with Jalen Mills and Marcus Jones. I mean, I think they'll be able to handle it, um, but that'll be a uh, certainly an interesting one. And then, like you said, you go to Week Three, and it's at the Jets. First time with Aaron Rodgers. Bill Belichick has fawned over Aaron Rodgers for years now. Uh, they go to the Jets for their first road game of the season, a 1 p.m. kickoff. Uh, again, you hope to be one and one through those first two games, but then you got to yeah. go face off against Rodgers. Who I've said it before, people call me crazy. I think the Jets have a good chance to win the AFC East. I really do. I think that team's very good, and it's going to take some time. Rodgers isn't going to come in and light it up immediately like Brady did with Tampa, but I think they have a good chance to be pretty good. So again, on the road. Uh, I don't know if it's the it's probably not the Jets' first home game, but it's one of their you know first couple with Rodgers. So I'm interested to see yeah. how they match up against Rodgers and really what what we can expect from Rodgers. That'll sort of be like the the first you know the first few weeks of the Jets' season is what we're going to be able to see from Rodgers. Right, and so you really like the Jets. I think they're boomer yeah. bust. I think there is a chance they can win the division, but I think if it you know goes poorly early, Rodgers will just tap out like he did last year. And I know he's on a new team, but. I don't trust that guy to stay mentally strong for an entire season. I just don't. So, but that's such this, a bad look. Like I kind of find it hard to believe that he'll. Just do you think he out. cares about what's a bad look? What has he done in the last three years that makes you think he cares what's a bad look? I guess, but like you know, when you go to a new the man team, locked you... himself in darkness in the woods for three days to basically tell an entire fan base to go f themselves, but he cares about public perception. Okay. Well, because when he changes his he changes his mojo and he comes to New York and he's the guy and he's sitting courtside at MSG with Sauce Gardner and all, all those guys. He you know, changed his should... mojo when he came back to Green Bay last year. I guess. I, yeah, I look. I'm not saying you but... won't. I'm just saying I, it's right. not. A, it's hardly guarantee. Fair. So if you're the Patriots, you can knock the Jets kind of off that momentum early, off this fun winner of the offseason kind of thing. Right. That'd be huge. That would be massive because you maybe send them stumbling. Right. So that's another one that's like massive, massive game to me early on. It really is. It's early on you see what's going to happen. And that's why this this uh, preseason with Bill O'Brien getting the, the offense you know integrated and getting these guys on the same page is massive because – they really need to hit the ground running or else they yeah, can just they, spiral out of control and then you don't know what happens after that. They can't afford to do the whole September's an extension the preseason thing this year. They re I, I, And they're going to do it. I'm not saying that they won't yeah. do it. They will, and it's going to be annoying. But they really can't afford to do it this year. They haven't been able to afford to do that since Brady left, realistically. No. I mean, it's been, yeah. So, um, But that's three weeks. Uh, then you head to Dallas week four. Sunday, October 1st. You start October at Dallas, at Jerry World. Uh Mike McCarthy is now calling their offense, I believe, with Kellen Morgan. So that kind of throws not a wrinkle into things, but it's different. Uh, you don't know where that's going to be. He hasn't called an offense really since he left Green Bay with Rodgers. Um, Dallas is a good team. I think the Patriots can go on the road and win this game. Um, they, who do the uh, City Lamb? Um, did they draft a wide receiver as well? Um, someone I think, but I can't remember. Maybe Cedric Tillman. Sounds like a guy they draft. Yeah, I know, but I mean, again, I think Zeke's gone. I, I believe he hasn't resigned. Uh, Tony Pollard's an interesting cat, but I mean, again, you got to get faster at linebacker. We said it last year. I think that you know Tony Pollard is a reason why you get faster at linebackers to try and cover a guy like that out of the backfield. But oh, they got Brandon Cooks. Thank you. Right. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I think they can beat Dallas again. We're talking about. October 1st on May 12th. So it's kind of tough to look ahead, but 
Um, an interesting matchup and, and something to you know look at just because they go to Jerry Weldon. That always becomes a massive game down there. Yeah, it, it, the Cowboys are inconsistent. This is where you get into that thing where you know everybody kind of looks at last year mm-hmm. and they went seven and nine or, or uh, eight. Was it eight and eight and, uh, eight and nine. nine? Yeah, they went eight and nine. Seven of their wins were against quarterbacks who will not be are not projected to begin the season as starters. Right. All nine losses were against quarterbacks who were projected to begin the season as starters. And the one outlier was Jared Goff, who's kind of a fringe starter. Right. So this is where you get into that thing where, yeah, on paper, they should be able to beat the Cowboys because they have a really good defense and the Cowboys are inconsistent. But is slowing down the Cowboys offense going to be enough? Can the offense rise to the occasion? This is kind of one of those one of those games are all right. Are they going to be a real team this year? Are they going to be a big boy team? Or are they only going to win games the other team hands to them? They have the roster talent yeah. to go into Dallas and win this game. But I don't know that they can count on Dallas giving them this game. They actually have to show up, play well, have a real game plan, all of that. Yeah. Uh last time they played Dallas was the uh I think it went to overtime. That was the game where it was Max yeah, that was... Threw, a, throw it, threw a dart on a post in between the safety and the corner. Right. Bourne, he throws then... the pick six, comes back, yeah, comes back yeah. the next play, hits Kendrick Bourne for like a 65-yard touchdown. Yeah, that was crazy. And so uh, they'll do it again now, uh, week four at Dallas. But th- So that's the four weeks. Philly, Dolphins, Jets, Cowboys, all toss-ups. Going into week five. New Orleans Saints come to town. This is the first game where I feel like very confident that they're going to get a win. Derek Carr obviously is here. Dennis Allen's their head coach. I mean, Dennis Allen doesn't move the needle for me really at all. Um, I'll be curious to see how Carr looks because they've sort of been a quarterback cut by committee down there ever since Sean Payton left and Dennis Allen took over with Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston and all those guys. But um, no, I think, again, the Saints – Alvin Kamara is there, um, but they also drafted Kendra Miller. So I think he's going to end up taking over at some point. I don't know. There, there's there's a bunch of stuff going on with uh, Alvin Kamara anyway. But uh, no, this is a game where I think the Patriots should absolutely win against against the Saints. Again, talking about October 8th and May 12th, a lot can happen between now and then. But looking at right. it right now, feels like this is one where you can chalk up in the win column. Yeah, this is – if there's a trap game on the schedule, I think this is one of them, right? They've Fair. got – some really tough opponents in, you know, in this stretch, they're going to have two, we'll get to it, two divisional games right after this on the road. They're coming off a road game before it. Saints are not a great team. So it does feel a little trap game. It kind of feels honestly like their week five matchup last year against the lions. And yeah. obviously they, they did well. They in didn't fall in the trap, right? No, they, they, they played a good game, but I, it's kind of that one where are they going to be, ready are they going to show up or are they going to be gassed from the tough start to the season but they should win this game they should this is also a strong candidate i think for them to bring a game where they'd wear the throwbacks i think this is the earliest yeah. in the unless they get super creative and wear them on the road because i could see them wearing them on the road in dallas unless they do that uh, this i think is like the earliest we see the throwbacks that would be interesting if they did that against dallas because dallas wears white at home Maybe Dallas does their white throwbacks with the uh, with the big stars on the sides, and the Patriots go with their reds uh, down in Dallas. That's an interesting thought. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's when they wore them first last year too. It was Week Five against uh, against the Lions, right? When Z- it was Zappy's Zappy's first yeah. start, I think. Yep. Um, all right. So that's five weeks. Let's go to Week Six, and it's the second time we might see Tom Brady at a Patriots game. 
because they're going to Las Vegas. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Very nice. So maybe, maybe Brady's there because he's supposed to be a part-time owner coming down here soon uh, with Mark Davis. So you go to the Raiders. So it's, this is really like a huge reunion game because you have Dave Ziegler, you have Josh McDaniels, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Chandler Jones. Uh, there's a ton of guys out there. there there's probably Did you say Jacoby Myers? Jacob- no, I didn't. Jacoby Myers, obviously. So, again, maybe Brady's there. So that'll be quite the uh, the interesting homecoming. It's also, again, it's at Las Vegas again where the Jacoby Myers play last year happened. Same field, same place. So right. that'll be interesting. Uh, again, this is one of those ones. You said it in week two. Same thing goes for week six. Is Jimmy G even going to be available by week six? That's something to look out for, too. He normally um, plays about six games. So this yeah. is right on the edge there for him. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. But, but I don't know. I think uh, Vegas was up and down last year. Um, I, again, I think Jimmy is – I guess it's kind of a lateral move from Derek Carr. I was going to try and call it a, uh, an improvement, but it feels pretty lateral. I'm surprised they didn't go quarterback in the draft anyway. But uh, what do you make of the, the Vegas game? Should be winnable. Uh, like you mentioned, it's – they're an up and down team, right? And where do you get them? The Patriots kind of got them last year on the upswing where they had that really rough middle of the season. They closed the year strong. Is Jimmy playing? If not, do they go to somebody else? Like there's a lot of questions here, but this is another game where I think they should win. I don't know that you count on the Raiders handing it to you. Like you handed it to them last year, right? But this is a game they have the talent to win. Uh, I also was thinking that it's a, uh, I was thinking that, uh, what the heck's his name? Jared Stidham was their backup, but he's not. Jared Stidham went to Denver. No, Jared Stidham went to Denver, yeah. yeah. They'll see They'll Jared re- Stidham like Christmas. Yeah, Christmas Eve. We'll get to um, that. Yeah, we will. So, uh, week seven, the Bills come to New England. October 22nd, 1 p.m. Um, we've talked about must wins. We've talked about trap games. We've talked about reunions. This feels like their first like real, real test. This is like the the marquee game on their schedule where it's a team that's clearly better than them. They're going to have to get up for it. Um, Frankly, I don't know if they do. Um, But again, I I don't know. You feel differently about the Bills, I think, than I do. I think the Bills are a really good team. I also, again, think they could be second in the division behind the Jets. But uh, Bills come to town week seven. Uh, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott. What are your thoughts? So we'll, we'll, Probably we're like at the midway point of the season by now. We should have a good idea just how much the regression is going to hit Buffalo. They're going to regress a little bit this year. They're going to. Yeah. We talked. I we I said that whole thing on the last show about Von Miller and how important uh-huh. he was to them last year, and he's obviously coming off significant injury. That if the Patriots couldn't win this, it would be a steal, and they're going to need to steal games in the division this year right. if they want to make the playoffs. They're going to need to. You know, it's a tough spot where. You know, you're going road, home, road. You get another road game coming up after. Oh, no, this is at home. Yeah, week seven at Buffalo, but then they go to Miami the following. Right. It's it's road, home, road uh, with, with the Raiders, the Bills, and the Dolphins. It's a tough spot. It's it's a tough spot even at home. If they want to win this one, they're going to need to steal it. And that is everything they haven't done against the Bills the last right. couple of years. They have not been – because they've been close. They've been close and people will give them credit for it. You know, I go back to 2021 and the drop J.C. Jackson interception, right? Mm-hmm. They had a dropped interception in the game last year. I don't know if they would have won it if they picked that ball off, but it certainly changes the entire tenor of that game. I'm going to say it a lot that week. I said it Bill's week last year. I'm going to say it a lot again. When Josh Allen throws you the ball, freaking catch it. Yeah. There, there's no better way to sum up what, you know, what their issue has been against the Bills. They just 
let the Bills pull away. That's that's what they do. Two kick return touchdowns in the game there last year. Right. They give the Bills plays most teams don't get. They give the Bills bonus plays, and until they stop doing that, they're not going to win this game. They were in it, like we said last year, in that game, and they needed a must. They needed to win in Week 18 to to get to the playoffs. The Patriots did, and Mac threw the ball pretty well. They kind of just let it rip, and we were all, you know, everyone covering the game was like, "Why didn't they do this all season long?" I think at one point he was like 17 for 17 for, with three touchdowns on their three scoring drives. Mac had a really good game. That was the the dreaded special teams game. That was, uh, I think it was their first game back after the, the the Demar Hamlin incident and Naheem Hines cribs it on the first play, which you know objectively that was awesome. Um, but that was the that was the like the pinnacle of like we need to change. They need to change something on special teams. They kind of do so. Again, they bring in a kicker and a punter. That's it's not their far, fault when things like that happen. But yeah. hopefully, a little bit of retooling with uh, with Joe Judge and Cam Accord, and you know, we'll see what happens. But they yeah. can they can play with the Bills. Uh, they'll just have to really you know buckle up and obviously get it done. So yeah, it's uh, a game I'm worried about though. Still, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, then you go to Miami Week Eight, which I think you might have tweeted about it. Um, but it's interesting that they get rid of the two Miami games within the first eight weeks of the season. It's usually bookends. Um, they usually end up in the heat, whether it's way too late in the season or way too early in the season, like week one, week 18 type thing. But they go to Miami in October, which uh, should help them out, I guess, if uh, should help them out if they're not going to Miami late in the season and they're already acclimated, acclimated to the cold weather. But you also don't get to send Miami up here in, in the cold weather uh, later on in the season either. So uh, week eight is their second game against the Dolphins. That's this time at uh, Hard Rock Stadium. So uh, I guess we kind of already set our piece on the Dolphins, but what do you make of them just playing them within the first eight weeks? Threw me off. I'm going to forget about yeah. this game all year because the stat I pulled yesterday, the Patriots have not been – the Patriots' last 12 games in Miami have all been in either September or December, January. Right. So – First four weeks of the season, last four weeks of the season. Yep. Mid-October, they haven't been in mid-October since like 2010. Yeah, that's crazy. They've only been in November twice in the Belichick era. Like it's, I don't know why they don't play these games. In the, and I, even the Dolphins coming here, like I feel like the Dolphins, this, I didn't look the number up for the matchup at Gillette Stadium. It feels like it's probably similar, doesn't it? Yeah. So just met, for me, Dolphins in the middle of the year is going to throw me off. Yeah, it's weird. Again, it's it's strange to to see those on whether we're there at the game or on your TV in in the uh, you know the candy the candy uniforms. Uh, it like you said in the middle of the schedule. So uh, that's Dolphins. Let's go two more before we get to the bye week. Uh, week nine, the Washington Commanders come to town. Apparently, I, again, all right. I'll ask you a question right now. Sam Howell is the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders. Is Sam Howell the stock starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders in Week Nine against the Patriots on November fifth? They're gonna have a. I mean, who's replacing him? I know that's maybe what Jacoby Brissett. Like I like Jacoby Brissett, right? But I feel like it, you're sticking with the kid at that point. Right. At that point, this is the easiest game on their schedule. If they don't yeah. win this game, there's massive, massive problems. They should yeah. this, it, like you know, twenty twenty uh, in twenty twenty, we thought you know that team obviously wasn't great. But they had like one or two games. Remember, they beat the Chargers like 49 to 14 or whatever it was. Yeah. 2021, yes, that team had their issues, especially down the stretch. But they mixed in a 50-burger against the Jaguars in week 17. Even last year, right. you had a couple games where as anemic as that offense was, there were one or two games where they just went banana land. Yep. Uh, this should be that game. Like yeah, Even if they're bad, this should be the game we walk away from where my delusional ass sits here and says, see, I told you they could do it. Yeah. So that's that's what that game is for me. I want, like, the, the commanders are interesting to me because, like, last year they were 
okay. I think at the end of the season, there was like a chance they were going to make the postseason. They went back and forth with Heineke and uh, and Carson Wentz. Is Carson Wentz employed anymore? Nope, which is why I think it's hilarious. Everybody was comparing... Um... Oh, God. Will Levis to him. Will, uh, yeah. He is a free agent. Is that true? Oh, That's no. Wild. Draft Will Levis. He's like Carson Wentz. Yeah, I know. It'll be fine. You you hate him too much. He's the new Carson Wentz. And? And? By the Carson way. Carson Wentz had an interesting career. Again, by the he way, was the num- number two pick. Was up and down and is just kind of out of the league now. That's crazy to me. Number two pick. Nearly won an MVP on a team that was right. much more talented than we realized. Right. Hurt his knee, was never the same, and it's not like he's unemployed from the NFL. Mike, how many professional football leagues are there right now <laughs> know, in the United right? States? You don't think one of them would call him? I know. Again, I think I but think yeah, AJ Will, McCarron, but yeah, the Patriots should have taken Will Levis at 14, totally. AJ McCarron might get a job after he won the MVP of the uh, I think he's going to. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Again, they should beat the commanders. Um, but then we go to Germany. Then we go to Germany against the Colts. We talked about this a little bit on last show, but let's touch it again because uh, week 10, they go overseas. They're going to play Anthony Richardson, Shane Steichen, who we talked about earlier, uh, and the Colts. Again, I think by this time in the season, Indy's going to go from, if it's not at week one, they're going to go eventually from Gardner Minshew to Anthony Richardson to see what they have in this kid. And um, I think they're going to play him, and I think they'll, uh, a good, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does in the league because he's obviously a, a rare talent as far as his throwing ability, his you know athletic ability. But uh, I'll be curious to see because he sort of has a similar skill set to Jalen Hurts, and Steichen just worked with him uh, over the last few seasons. So um, Zolak's going to be there. Sosie's going to be there. They're going to call the game. They talked about that yesterday on the uh, in the video. But uh, what do you think of uh, them going to Germany? Are you going to go to Germany? I actually, I have like my passport renewal stuff right here. Um, I don't know if I'm going or not, honestly. I don't know yet. It'd be cool. Um, As for the game, you know, Anthony Richardson's kind of this big wild card. Nobody really knows what he's going to be. I think he'll be good down the road. I think he's got a lot of learning to do. I think year one, even maybe year two could be tough, but he could also come out and light it up. You know, Shane Steichen's a good offensive coach. So we're not going to know what to make of this game until we get going in the season because – If Richardson's struggling, like Sam Ellinger is still their backup, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, he or is, yeah. no, they have somebody else too. Is it Gardner Minshew? Yeah, Minshew's going to start the season probably. Minshew's going to start the season. Not, okay. Yeah. So, well, maybe he won't. I feel like they might just go with Richardson. I think because, Richardson's going to end yeah. up. But who knows? Like, really, who that knows? Would be Richardson. He's so raw. So that's yeah. the thing. You don't know who the quarterback is. The rest of the roster, the Patriots are better than the Colts. Patriots should win. Yeah. But yeah. if Richardson turns out to be some freak stud as a rookie, changes things. Yep. All right. We're at the bye week. And uh, I made a mistake, and I agreed to run a marathon this weekend if the Patriots are not either playing or if they're on a bye week. So um, I'm going to be in Philly during their bye week trying to run a marathon with my girlfriend. So that's going to be crazy. I guess in the middle now, we talked about uh, the Celtics. What are you sparking at? Jason Tatum? Yeah, actually, no. Like, actually, somebody just texted me something about, ridiculous about Jason Tatum. That's so. hilarious. So what would you make of that? We'll quickly keep it that. Again, we could maybe I, do so, a sports minute later. but well, I want to let, – let's, let's save for the Boston We'll save it for the Let's keep it going. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. So that's the bye week. After the bye week, uh, they come home, and then they go to the Giants at the New York Giants, Sunday, November 26th, Thanksgiving weekend. Um 
I can't wait for you to tell me what this Jason Tatum text is after. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, at yeah. New York Giants, Daniel Jones, uh, Brian Dayball, another little reunion. Uh, people always compare Daniel Jones and Mac Jones because it's like Daniel Jones got the contract after kind of performing okay, and you just have to pay your quarterback, and that's kind of what people feel like uh, Mac Jones, the situation Mac Jones is in going forward. But uh, the Giants played pretty well last year. They made the postseason. Uh, are they going to do the same? And can the Patriots beat them in week 12? So I, I, I think they can. This is another one of those ones where are, is what we saw from the Giants last year real? Or was that just everything sort of clicking, right? Is the Daniel right. Jones breakout here to stay? What's going to happen with Saquon Barkley? I think even if Daniel Jones is the real deal, the Patriots can compete in this game. If, if Mac Jones is going to have that Daniel Jones kind of jump here, you know, Daniel Jones had his in year four. It's year three for Mac, obviously. But if he can have that kind of jump, then this, this should be a game. Because, again, yeah. the Giants were better last year. They played a pretty weak schedule. I still don't love their overall roster. They're nice in some places, but their offensive line still okay. They still aren't great at the receiver position. I still don't love their secondary. The Patriots, again, it's not one the Giants are going to hand them. They actually have to show up with a game plan and execute it and not make a bunch of stupid penalties and not turn the ball over a bunch, but I think they can win this game. And, and, and this, as, as dumb as it sounds, you talk about the whole Mac Jones, Daniel Jones narrative. Uh-huh. This is going to be a game that gets talked about a lot in the off season. Cause we're going to say, you know, if, if Mac has a year, that's at least makes it worthy of that con the, the fifth year option discussion. Right. Right. We're going to go to this game and say, well, Dan- Daniel Jones is the comp and he beat Daniel Jones. And we're going to go to it and say he couldn't even beat Daniel Jones. So this is a big game for Mac. This is one of the biggest games on the schedule. I think for Mac also sneaky, good road trip game this year. Obviously there's Vegas, but yep. I-, I feel like hammering the whole oh, Vegas is the half to road trip. We did that last year. It feels repetitive. Yeah. Go to Dallas, Dallas. The Patriots haven't been there since 2015. It's Dallas. Mm-hmm. Go get a really good steak. You know, if you block off a whole week, you go to Pat's game on Sunday, and then the next Saturday go to Red River, Oklahoma, oh, Texas. Yeah. Right is right there. Again, Me my, the whole I thought about that a few years weekend. ago. Yeah, um, and they only go there really once every eight years. They haven't been there since 2015, so it's yeah. bucket list stadium, elite football environment. Dallas is a good team. They're a fun team to watch. That's not a bad road trip. I know people think in New York it's like a weird Patriots road trip. It's not that it's far. Trash. They go there every year. Yeah, it's not a great city. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> Look, I am not a uh, holidays in the city person, especially not Thanksgiving. Like Christmas time of year, eh, kind of like, you know, when you're walking down sidewalk and there's the guy selling all the trees and it smells good. Yeah, but there's lights, right? I will never go to New York for New Year's. You will never catch me there. That hell looks no. like absolute hell. As for Thanksgiving. People just stand my- there and pee themselves because they can't Right, move. for like eight hours. It's disgusting. Thanksgiving, though, like, I, again, not my thing. I like being somewhere where there's a yard where I can go out and play catch at halftime. But there are some people who Thanksgiving in New York, right? You have the parade, have all that. So make a Thanksgiving weekend out of it. If you're that kind of person, I'm not. I would go to Dallas. Fair point. That would be my, like, if I'm looking at it this year, assuming Vegas last year, although I would have done Green Bay last year, not Vegas, because I'm a football nerd. But right. Like Dallas to me is the road trip, but if you're somebody who wants to go see big inflatable Clifford the Big Red Dog, right, and big inflatable Charlie Brown, <laughs> hey, you can make a couple days out of it. 
the Macy's Day Parade's a fair point. That's I'll, I'll give you that. I hate New York. New York sucks as a city to go visit, but I'm yeah. with you. I, I, but I you, you know what? If you are somebody who enjoys to. the Macy's Day Parade, you know what is a great way to enjoy the Macy's Day Parade? And I can attest to this because I've done it numerous times. What's that? On television. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. Perfect. Yeah, do it on television and then watch the Giants and Patriots later that weekend. So uh, that's that. Then they play the Chargers. This one, to me, I've been a Chargers guy. I've been a Justin Herbert guy for a long time. I think this is a loss. I just think that this is the year that Justin Herbert turns it on. We've gone back and forth so many times on this show about why can't I even oh, – Brandon Staley and how he's a bad crazy coach. of a coach he is. I just – Not a crazy coach. He's a bad coach. So, okay. This is, like, why – and I just – again, you root for chaos. I root for chaos, but we root for it differently. Like, I like Joe Missoula for the same reason why I like Brandon Staley. Because they just stick to their guns and say, I don't care what you think. I don't care that you think I'm a bad coach. I'm just doing what I think is what? best for the team and F you. Like, okay, but if what you think is best for the team is bad for the team, then you're not a good coach. You're just then stubborn. Then fire the coach. Like, did you yeah, see I the did. report that the only re- – <laughs> right, we're going to save it for the Boss Sports Minute. Let me right. – how old are you – what year were you born? 97. All right, so I don't know how much you remember Grady Little. Did you it get up like, the next day and say, no, he he wanted to leave Pedro in there. It was the right call. I don't care. You're a big Grady Little. Who was the manager in 86 that left Bill Buckner in the game because yeah. he wanted him to be on the field to celebrate, even though he had bum ankles. I, I no, don't remember the I, name of the manager. but I started I started watching the Red Sox, ironically, in 20, 2004, right after Yeah, I started that. watching so the Alabama football in 2011. There you go. <laughs> uh, John McNamara. I knew that. John McNamara, 1986. Yeah, so, you know, were you sitting there saying, yeah, John McNamara. Yeah, of course. It's fine. He left Buckner. It doesn't matter. Like, what? what is with you and bad coaches? The Patriots are going to win this game. Belichick has Herbert crack. It's not like know. Herbert. It's not like Herbert's come close, right? It's not like he started no, no. to sort of figure it out and, like, just can't get over the hump. No, Belichick has him baffled. Every time they play. Plus, it's a pretty injury-riddled team. Like, they've got guys that get hurt a lot. Yeah. We're getting into the later part of the season. What is that? Week 13, right, is where 13. we're at here? Yep. It's late in the season. I think that's – oh, no, that's – is that the last week in November, first week it's in December? December it's 3rd. It's December Sunday, 3rd. December 3rd. I think Patriots are winning this game. I do. Okay. Uh, this is also the J.C. Jackson reunion game. And he oh, made yeah, they're winning. yesterday. J.C. Jackson – I like J.C. Jackson, who's here. I really do. I, I don't yeah. know if you saw his comments yesterday about how he, you know, wants to get them back and pick off yep. Mac Jones. J.C. Jackson already arguably plays a little too aggressive. Played a little too aggressive yeah. in New England, but he made it work. Chargers, you know, gave him a little bit more leash, and he got he. Remember, he was bad last year before he got hurt. Yeah, he's going to be crazy ball hawking in this game. Oh yeah, I, I don't think he's going to have a good game. I think the Patriots are winning this one, and well, yeah, I think it's going to be easy. Now you have uh, Bill O'Brien who will take advantage of something like that instead of Matt Patricia who wouldn't even exactly. pick that out. Yeah. The <laughs> only counter I have to this, if Brandon Staley rightfully gets fired before this game, then maybe the Chargers have a chance. But if Brandon Staley's there on the sideline, Pat's big in this one. Would uh, Would Kellen Moore be their interim? That kind of makes sense, wouldn't you say? Probably. I don't know. Sometimes they like guys who like been in the organization longer, who are more familiar with the players, right? It's Kellen yeah, Moore's right. first year. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, that'd be a tough question to answer, but anybody's going to be better than Brandon Staley. 32nd coach in the league. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. I'm crazy. I like Staley. I, I you like, like bad I coaches. Like, you I like, like his bad guts. Coaches. I like his guts. Go for it on fourth down. Go for it on fourth. It's fun. He's playing Madden out there. Go play Madden. 
Okay, but it doesn't uh, work. He doesn't win. They made the playoffs. You like and fun then losers? You like fun losers, basically, <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, no, I like fun winners, like Stetson Bennett and Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, so you like coaches who are <laughs> exciting but lose. Right. And you like quarterbacks who are boring but win, but not yeah. because of them. Right. That's <laughs> ridiculous. It makes sense. No. All you're right. halfway there. For- you're halfway there. You, you, you like... Just put them together. Quarterbacks that win, and you like exciting coaches. You're like so close to figuring it out, Mike. All right. Anyway, Chargers game. Uh, that's week 13. Their first short week comes with week 14. They then travel to Pittsburgh for a Thursday night football game uh, against Tomlin and Kenny Pickett and potentially Najee Harris. Uh, a couple good receivers out there. Um this feels like a game, again, the Steelers, I feel like, are a team that might surprise some people this year because they ended the season really good last year. Kenny Pickett kind of got into a little bit of a rhythm. Um, he's their starter, at least for this year. I'm curious to see how that team looks, but you'll you'll obviously know by the time Week 14 rolls around, so it's hard to project it now, right. but what do you think of that team and how they can match up against the Pats? I still think they're ultimately kind of the same team they were last year. Yeah. I don't know how much bigger of a jump Kenny Pickett's going to make. I think it's probably about the same game it was last year. Low scoring, physical, yeah. comes down to one team making a mistake at the end. Last year, that team was the Steelers, right? Gunnar Shevsky yeah. muffed that punt. Maybe this year, that's the Steelers again. Maybe it's the Patriots. Short week, too. It's going to be a sloppy, sicko football game. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, and it's Thursday night, so they might throw some. They might take out some throwbacks on Thursday night, potentially, too. That would be interesting. The Steelers will. I, I think the Steelers yeah. will. I, I don't know that you wear red on the road in Pittsburgh. That one feels Yeah, that's true. No, especially because Dallas, the the only two places I think it works, Dallas because white's their home uniform anyway, and the Giants because one, throwback uniforms are synonymous with Thanksgiving. I think every team should wear throwbacks across the league on Thanksgiving. And the Giants have that alternate throwback, like the color rush throwback, right? That's white. So you can make that that. work. Those are the only two. With the Giants across the helmet, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, Those are in the white face mask. Those are the only two. I think they would even, and I don't think they're going to wear it on the road, like period. I really no. don't. But if they were, those are the only two games I think you really look at. They and they can remember they can only do it three times. So oh, that's a rule. That's yeah. So you, you can you can only wear you have to wear your designated home. I think it's six times, and then. Yeah, you're all alter- well because there's teams with multiple alternates. There, there's certain math right. to it between gotcha. you have to wear your designated home uniform a certain number of times and on and on and on. And they, with the way the math works for them, because they only have three uniforms. Although right. I had a because I'm a freaking lunatic, had a dream the other night they brought back the silver uniforms. Um, they need to bring back the Bledsoe blues. That's what they need to do. Yeah, that's those really uniforms are sick. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, that's the next frontier, right? Now that we got yeah. that Patriot back. Um, but because they only have three uniforms, they can only wear red up to three times. They only did twice last year. Mm-hmm. I think that's because it was new. It was a feeling out process. Yeah. We might see three this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they go to three this year. But, you know, do you burn one of those on the road? When you see how much they do for the home games, they repaint the field. They repaint, yeah, you know, I they change that. all the banners. They change things in the tunnel and yeah. all the, the stadium graphics and stuff like that. I feel like you got to make those games special. You got to do them at home. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, well, maybe this is a game they do it. Monday night football against the Chiefs. They go from a short week to a long week, Thursday to Monday. Pat Mahomes comes to town, the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, the guy who's chasing Brady, 
at least what we said on this show. You're going to tell Tom when we see him that yeah. uh, Holmes caught him? You're going to give me a Are take? we going to get some media with Tom? I think we might. I would, I would think so. It'll that probably be, awesome. be very uh, – I don't think there'll be much to it, but I think we will. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, but the Chiefs come to town week 15. Uh, this will be interesting because the Chiefs will probably be one of the best teams in football once again. The Patriots will probably be, be probably be fighting for a playoff spot in week 15 once again. Uh, so this could turn into a, a must-win game that you need to win against the defending Super Bowl champs. What do you make of it? So it, the sneaky got a little little bit of help from the schedule here, right? Okay. Because yep. they have the Thursday night game the week before, and it's on right. Monday. So without yep. a bye week, and they weren't going to have their bye week this late, without a bye week, this is the most possible time they can have to prepare for an opponent. Yep. It, there's Monday. essentially four extra days compared to a Sunday to Sunday. Four right. extra days built in. Is that going to be enough? I don't think so. No. But, man, if you got to play them, you rather have more time than not, right? Right. Totally. Like, imagine it was the other end. Right? Imagine they're playing the Chiefs on a short week. Yeah. You have them coming here. I actually don't know who do the Chiefs play the week before the Patriots. I meant to look this up last night, and I didn't. Let me look at the schedule. But... You know, is it enough? No, but expect us to talk about it a lot that week. Um, they play the Bills the Sunday before. So they're home against the Bills. Yeah, they have kind of a, a relative. So they play the Eagles week 11. That's a tough game. Then they go at Raiders, at Packers, home versus Bills, at Patriots. Is is that this stretch for them? Um, so home versus the Bills the week before, you said? It'll be home versus the Bills the week before. That's the, like, 425 Either America's game or CBS game. I don't know if it's yeah. on CBS or Fox, but the CBS. So it's the the CBS game of the week uh, window. They'll, I'm sure that'll be Jim and Tony. Um, but yeah, and I I wouldn't wear the red jerseys for this one. I don't want to see them get smacked in the red jerseys. I don't like that they wore them last year in Buffalo. In two, super uniform nerding out. Don't wear red against a team that wears red. Like people are yeah. going to turn on the game and see it's the Chiefs and keep thinking the Patriots are the Chiefs. Like you don't right, right. wear them against yeah, yeah. a team where it's People aren't going to think like, why are the Chiefs wearing red on the road? So, um, well, they burnt the they burnt the gray pants last year too against against the Bears and they lost on Monday Night Football. Well, that's so maybe game we just wear. Won. Yeah, I know. I wonder if they. Oh, I forgot about the gray pants. I wonder if gray pants becomes a primetime thing like week two. Although, yeah. as much as everybody wants them back, uh, they went blue on blue in the 2002 season for the first time and they lost bad. Mm-hmm. And Bill never let him wear blue and blue again. So Bill might be out on the gray pants. Yeah. But if they point. do, week two against Miami makes sense. Yeah. Um, so then they go to Denver, Christmas Eve. The Sean Payton game, the Russell Wilson game, the Jarrett Stidham reunion game. Yeah. Uh, in Denver, Mile the Jerry High. Judy game. The Jerry Judy game. Yeah. Yes. Good and game. they got Marvin Mims. They got both of the receivers I wanted. True. Um, so that's week 16. I feel like that's a pretty good, like, okay, again, you, we don't know what Denver's going to be because Denver was a, you know, a, a Super Bowl prediction team last year when Russell Wilson came because it was like, in my head, it was like, okay, the Bucks just got Brady, first year win a Super Bowl. The Rams just got Stafford, first year win a Super Bowl. The Broncos just got Wilson, first year win a Super Bowl. That's what it kind of felt like to me, and then they were just a train wreck. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, disaster. He's gone. Russell Wilson's here now with Sean Payton. It'll be interesting to see how this team shapes up come week 16, if they're also a disaster again, or if they actually contend for the AFC playoffs. This could be a big game between two AFC wildcard teams. 
and and the 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 uh what did I just read the Broncos are facing I've been like so out of the draft just totally drained me. The it's Broncos okay. are are kind of facing the same big overarching question as the Patriots, right? How much difference can one coach make? Yeah. Bill o, how how much a difference really and it's going to be a difference but to what extent is the difference from Matt Patricia to Bill O'Brien? From what extent is the difference from Nathaniel Hackett to Sean Payton? I think right. what you have to kind of tie into that is was Russell Wilson a really bad spot last year or was is he just kind of washed right we'll probably know at this point in the season what the case is but i don't know, I, outside of their historic issues in denver i i like the patriots in this game now going to denver Same. christmas eve like it's a tough spot it's a really tough spot to be on the road if they were at home i'd feel a lot better about it but yep. I, I i think i don't know how much sean payton's gonna be able to do i really don't because i think russell wilson wilson is washed I, you think he's cashed the, yeah Nathan, I don't think he's as bad as he looked last year. I don't think we're doing the bathroom counter again. You know, right. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett did a really bad job, but I don't think Sean Payton can fix everything. Fair. And they don't, you know, their rosters kind of fall apart. They were, they were supposed, they had this really short window to win it. They lost all those picks. They spent all those cap space. And yeah. now it turns out they need reinforcements and they can't get them. Fair point. But I still like their receiving core with, you know, Judy and Sutton and, um, like you said, they drafted Marvin Mims too, so that'd be interesting. They have weapons for uh, Russell Wilson and Broncos country, but uh, we'll see if they can ride. But um, anyway, at Buffalo the next week could be cold. New Year's Eve. Uh, I tweeted the picture of Mac. Remember there was the video of him like blowing the the, the cold smoke out of his mouth, and he was like mesmerized yeah. by it. That was that was something uh, in Buffalo a few years ago. That was I think the game where he threw three passes. Um, but they go to Buffalo. They finish off – let's do 17-18 together because they finish off the season at the Bills and then the Jets come to town. Two games between two teams who could probably also be in the wild card. Look, I think the Patriots need to fight for wild card spot here. They could win the division, sure. But it's going to be wild card spots and the entire AFC East is good. So uh, week 17 at Buffalo and then the following week at home against the Jets. These are two absolutely massive games and it'll be interesting to see, you know, during the Brady era – Buffalo versus the Jets to end the season was a cakewalk. It was like hilarious. It was like two bye weeks right. before before you get a third bye week and then go to divisional round. Now it's two teams that are pretty damn good at the top of your division that you are gonna have to beat if you try if you want a wild card spot. So what do you make of the way their schedule ends? So the Buffalo game, they need another, you know, lake effect snowstorm. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, because right. I think the Bills are gonna be playing for the division. I I for for what that game meant to the Bills, and I guess take the emotional side out of it. Like the Bills needed to win to get the bye or whatever. Right. Uh, they are not to buy whatever it was. They needed to clinch something. Oh, because that whole Fakakta neutral site AFC champion. Oh, I don't yeah, even want to yeah. remember that. That made me so mad. Bills are going to need to win this right. game. And the Jets are probably going to be playing for a wild card spot of the division as well. So these, whatever spot the Patriots are in, they're, these are going to be yeah, real yeah. games. And, you know, the Bills are going to be a real team. The Jets are going to be trying. Now, where will Aaron Rodgers be at? We'll see, but it's, not easy to wrap up the schedule and, and the big thing. So Chiefs, Broncos, we don't know what that game is, but the Chiefs, Broncos, a tough spot just being in Denver. And then these two tough divisional games, the two top teams in the division, for a team that has fallen off at the end of seasons the last couple of years, set up for them to do it again. Yeah. They're going to have to prove that this year is truly different. And we're going to hear a lot of talk about how it's not last year, it's this year, blah, blah, blah. They're going to have to yep. prove that because it's, it's set up for them to stumble down the, down the stretch again this yeah. year. Um, so that's the schedule. The one note I had, I'm, I'm 
using my uh, my schedule release piece that I wrote yesterday for CLNS to kind of guide us through this, but the one piece we didn't really touch on, they have the third toughest strength of schedule heading into 2023, according to the NFL. Um, do you think strength of schedule really matters? Because all it is really is the season before's um, win percentage. So it's right. kind of like, you know, teams change, coaches change, things happen. So I don't know how much I really look into it, but again, according to uh, strength of schedule, they have the third toughest. It's as good as we can do yeah. right now, but it doesn't mean that yeah. much. Again, it's 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 I, I don't put a ton of weight yeah, on it. Yeah, it's an ebbs and flow schedule for sure. But um, that's uh because it's also like, you know, let's say two teams have the same strength of schedule, right. right? But one team, all their hardest games are at home. The other team, all their hardest games are on the road. Or one team has nine primetime games. The other team has four. Right? It. Yeah, true. It's a. It's de- like I don't think it's totally irrelevant. I don't totally throw right. it out, but. It's hardly a complete picture because then it's like, like, and so people, people have the Patriots, the fourth hardest schedule. I would argue the way it's laid out is actually harder than the strength of schedule reflects. I would argue the schedule did not do outside of that one thing with the chiefs that we talked about schedule did not do them a lot of favors. Didn't. So, you know, you add that element of it. It's, it's a lot more than just opposing 11 and six. That's my prediction. 11 and six. Um, so that's the schedule. Uh, thanks for listening to us talk about it. Um, before we go, Alex, let's do – well, do you have any other closing thoughts on the schedule besides what we just said before we hop into a Boston Sports Minute? Um, no, I think that's yeah. pretty much it. Um, you can check out what Alex wrote on um, 98.5. He, yeah, I got my takeaways on 98.5. Takeaways, and I, I saw you did the um, – what we talked about with the Giants game, the road trips as well. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, let's close it off then with – a Boston sports minute because as painful as yesterday's game really was to watch uh, up and down ebbs and flows. Uh, I used ebbs and flows like three times here on the show. Now, so that's good. Um, Jason Tatum turned into a killer in yesterday's game in the fourth quarter. He was terrible. People were asking for him to be benched. Frankly, Missoula kept him in. Good job, Joe. Uh, they made. Yeah. Cause Joe Missoula knew that what right, was coming. Exactly. Joe, Joe Missoula knew he, exactly. He had a, he was he had a sixth sense. Um, but no, they, they, they make see the lineup. We came out. I was go just ahead, gonna sorry, say they make the lineup change to Rob. Um, Smart was asked after the game, and he basically said that Joe, like Joe, needs to you know get shit on by the media, which was kind of hilarious. Um, Did you see why they make the, the, the report about why they no, made the, layup, no. the lineup change? Apparently, the players have wanted to make that for a while, and they had to kind of bully Joe Mazzula right. into it. So, hey, if that yes, works, they made the lineup change. Yeah, that works. The coach is completely useless, and the players are making all right. the decisions. And yeah, he got ripped by Marcus Smart after the game. I'm glad. Yeah, he did. I liked that. Shout out to Marcus Smart for that one. Uh, the other, he's been bad. He's been bad. Um, the reason I was laughing during the show, uh, <laughs> my brother's a big, uh, my brother's a, a big green teamer, but he likes Jalen Brown better than Jason Tatum. So he texted me like at halftime last night, and he got you know this is why yeah. Jalen Brown's the guy, not Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown's the guy he built around, um, and. Yeah, I've been texting gotcha. him today, just kind of reminding him okay. what happened. So, uh, nothing, nothing against Jalen Brown. I'm sorry, Jason Tatum's the oh, yeah. player because of what happened last night. Look, the slow starts are discouraging. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and blankly praise Jason Tatum for what he did. They were in that spot because he had another, another terrible yeah. first quarter and first half. And we're all going to sit here and say, look, he was good enough that they could do that, and and you know he could be that bad early on, and they still won. Well. He was bad that early on in games four and five, and they lost. What he did last night, we'll never – there was the stat going around. He was the first player in NBA history 
to score only three points in the or fewer in the first three quarters and then outscore the opposing team in the fourth. That is a one-of-one yep. performance. I, I wrote a column about it on 985thesportsup.com, and my thesis was basically, what do you make of something like that? You appreciate it for what it was, and you hope you never <laughs> yeah. see anything like it ever right. again. And he has to be better. He has to be better. But I don't think people realize how hard it is to be as bad as he was totally. for as long as he was and just flip the switch. Just like come he had that quote after funk the, is crazy. Right. He had that, not that, you know, Mark, Mark Jones or Doris Burke noticed, but <laughs> he had that quote after the game where he said, humbly, I'm one of the best basketball players in the world. And I saw people ripping him awesome. for it. No, you, they don't win that game last night unless he believes he's one of the best basketball players yeah. in the world. That is why he was able to break out of that funk because he knew deep down he had the ability to take that game over. Now, again, that's not to excuse right. it. Again, he used it in that sense, and that's awesome. Don't right. do it be again. Better. That was yeah. great. Don't do it again. Right. So he has to be better. Has to be better if for, for them to win game seven and go on and actually make a run here. You can't count on performances like that because it, it's been all three yeah. of these games right where he sucked early on and kind of got hot late in game four he did help them regain the lead and then they blew it at the end of game five it was just well, much too little too right. late and then what he did last night he has to be better to start games they were much better defensively they adjusted defensively yeah. i like rob williams playing more that should have yeah. been a thing they adjusted on the pick and roll which is excellent they only scored 95 points. That is a playoff yeah. low. And they still won. I think that's the kind of game they need to be playing right now because their shot isn't no. there. Win this. So finals, if they win, would start on Wednesday. And they'll be at home. So no travel days or anything, right? They're in the yeah. home game seven, home game one. Win this and then get in the gym. Win this as ugly as you need to and then mm -hmm. get in the gym and figure out the shot in those two off days. I, right. They're not, the shots aren't going down. They cannot, and, and they are for the Sixers. They cannot outshoot the Sixers right now. They found another way to win last night. I that's not I, I wouldn't try to replicate that, but like yeah, win as ugly as you have to win, and then get the and I think the mental reset of just getting on to the next round. Yeah, getting rid of Philly. Play. Right. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Now Miami scares the crap out of me. Not gonna lie. Knicks, <sighs> I I, I might pick the Celtics to sweep. Maybe yeah. a five, but I'm taking yeah. the, the Celtics. Um Miami scares the crap out of me, but just get to the next round, however ugly it has to be, even if it means shooting 10 threes. Joe Mazzulla is not going to do that because all he knows is shoot threes and attack Joel Embiid at the rim. Win as ugly as you need to and move on. So the, do they do it? No. Oh, wow. Okay. We got a prediction from I just, Alex I, I just like, like I, I said, Tatum needs to be better. I, you know what? I, I, that was a gut instinct, but man, the Sixers are like, habitually chokers too. This would be so Philly for them yeah. to lose. I don't know. Doc I don't Rivers know. Sucks I'm having trouble getting a read on it. You're right. Celtics, Do, and Celtics are seven point with favorites three, two for leads. Celtics yeah. are seven point favorite. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I might've uh, reacted too strongly. I, the more I think, I think about win. it, Doc Rivers with a three, two lead. Tatum's got, I'll tell you this. If Tatum hits his first shot, <laughs> it is going to be like, such an exhale, such a weight off their shoulders. If Tatum gets going early, yeah, they'll blow him out. I also, Shout out to Jalen Brown for like calling out the fans. I was just going to bring this up. This and he, awesome. literally, he literally said, the fans love to call us out. I'm calling you out because I was there for game five. 
there was like one moment in the fourth quarter where they were they'd cut the lead they to cut 11, it to like where, nine or 11 yeah, yeah right. the building kind of started to get going and instantly they hit it i think it was maxi hit a three and mm-hmm. gone it was it It was all the entries gone in the words of tom brady get lubed up yeah start drinking early it's either going to yeah. be like a 330 or an 830 start that yeah. is, you know, you Mother's got, Day your, brunch. Go mother's, to your Mother's Day brunch. Right. Get the mimosas start going. Pounding those mimosas. Yeah. <laughs> start pounding those Bloody Marys. Get down to the bar. Keep it going. Start yeah. drinking early. Get lubed up. That they need to blow the roof off that place yeah, on Sunday do. night. If the I'll, t- I'll tell you, if the crowd shows up, I'm gonna feel Don't, really good. Yeah. Hell yeah. If the crowd shows up, I'm talking yeah. to Evan Lazar and his season tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Get Evan drunk. I know. Get Evan, <laughs> Evan should be wasted at that game. Get Evan in. Uh, get Evan bottomless mimosas from like ten thirty a.m. Get in the game and don't let him leave until the buzzer sounds and the Celtics win. And get him on the court. Gone. Get yeah. green team. No, we don't need him anywhere near the court. Just get green team or Evan going. Yeah, um, they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win. Yeah. I liked what Jalen said. Uh, it's good stuff. So uh, that is our Boston Sports Minute, and that is it for our Friday afternoon show. So. Uh, thank you all for tuning in, uh, even on the end of your work weeks on Friday. We appreciate it. Um, we'll be back next week uh, to talk more Patriots. We have uh, some OTAs coming up, uh, not next week, but the week after. So we will hit all of it. We'll continue to talk Boston sports. We'll get some Q&As going. Might have a few guests in here if we can make it happen. So uh, make sure to subscribe to Patriots Press Pass on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Mike Cadlick and at Alex Barth. And read our stuff at our respective sites. And uh, have a good weekend. And we will.